Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, I think it's ha Halloween day. It's one of those days where we flip the meaning. We take back the, the holiday, right? Is today the 31st? Yes, it is. So I thought it'd be a good idea if we flipped everything today. <laughs> How about that? Take, take back everything today. Um, I hope some of you who are experiencing the trick-or-treat thing that you're dressed up like angels and and dress up like Samson and, and whoever else you want to dress up like. I have people that want to join on today. So they're sending me messages. Please forgive all of those sounds. Um, normally, Erica would open up in prayer. I think I'm going to ask uh, LaShawn to open up in prayer. We're going to do the opposite of everything today. How about that? Um, let's see. Erica, can you... Uh, read a scripture this morning, and then we're going to give our assistant pastor a break today, and I will uh, do this the lesson for today. And then um, I would ask little Quita to sing, but she'll beat me up later. She'll floor me. So we'll make sure I'll do that <laughs> and go with that. Is that all right? Thanks. Thank you. Amen. <laughs> Okay, I did uh, take just, I just went into the Excel for all of the volunteers for Christmas and I did send out a hundred uh, invitations to Zoom. So we might get um, some extra people. I just randomly picked a hundred. Um, and before we go in that to that, I wanna give the few announcements for today so that I don't have to deal with it anymore <laughs> um, after now. First thing is we will be picking up all of the toys um, on November 22nd, uh, I have three semi-trucks lined up, which and the plan is to do five trips. So uh, Federal Express said that they uh, we will be willing to do two of the trips and the other um, three will do one trip. So that should get all of our toys to the Mission Valley Mall. And then also mm -hmm. I have uh, two food sources that are coming on board and uh, they're, I hopefully, I've asked them, they could deliver the food on that same day that we could have everything moved all um, at once. And the Lord sent us a blessing and we had to go speak. I told some of you, I didn't tell all of you, but I had to go speak um, at a, a black breakfast uh, a few weeks ago, only 10 minutes. And then I was out of there, but inside there sitting at the same table without me knowing it, it was a lady that I was totally admiring because she was able to hold a conversation with pure strangers. And I'm like, wow, look at how she does that to find out that that same lady was from World Vision. Um, some of you may have seen them on TV. Some of you may have heard about them on the internet, but they're worldwide. Um, and they went to Leonard Thompson and said, hey, there was this lady with these long pink boots on and she spoke and the Lord told me, I gotta work with that lady. And he said, that has to be my sister. So he called and said, did you wear some pink boots to a breakfast? I said, sure. He said, there's some people that wanna meet you. So they came up to the resource center and now they are desiring very strongly to be partners of ours, which means they will send to us semi-trucks once a week or once a month, I can't remember, trucks full of everything that Costco does not want. So that's everything that Costco sells um, will be given to us to trust with other people. That's one blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then the other blessing is I got a call from 
the person that moved me out to, no, moved us out to the Escondido Mall. Uh, he called and says, the malls are fighting over Shabak at this, at this point because we want Shabak in Mission Valley and they want Shabak in Escondido. <laughs> and he asked if I would be willing to do two stores. I told him not right now because I still need to train uh, volunteers. I still need to make sure that they're dedicated and devoted. I said, we're not there yet. Uh, we have the ones that are there that are devoted, but if you have another one, you're going to need double the amount of people. So my suggestion would be that we just put it in Mission Valley because it's more central to the entire San Diego. And so okay. that's up in the air okay. also to yes. start in May. Okay. Uh, he asked what size store I need. I need one about the size of Macy's if we're going to be going with World Vision. He said, if we do that, the electricity bill is going to go up. So we're throwing it around in the air and we'll see um, what the Lord uh, does. Okay. Those are the announcements for today. Amen. Amen. God is, is really doing something. I don't know exactly what, but the Lord is doing something. Um, let's go into prayer. Let's go into scripture. Let's go into word. Yeah. Thank you, Father, for this day, Lord. Thank you, God, for your promises. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your protection. Thank you, God, for letting us see the vision be started, Lord. Thank you, God, for letting us know that you're with us through everything. Thank you, God, for our life, our parents, our family, our friends, our co-workers, our enemies. Thank you, God. I just want to say thank you, God. Forgive us, God, for anything we have made said or thought, God. Forgive us. Help us when we are weak, Lord. Please, Lord, don't turn your back on us. Thank you, God, for everything. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Scripture. Who's got the scripture? Erica? Wake up, baby. Oh, I... I'm sorry. I was in the bathroom. My bad. I didn't know. My bad. Hold on. That child's so cunty. One more second. Hold on. Slow child, you slow. I know my bad. And it's read, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with songs. Know that the Lord, he is God. He is God. It is he who made us. And we are his. We are his. We are his people and his and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates 
with thanksgiving and into his course with praise. Give thanks to the give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy his steadfast love endures for endurance forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Where are you reading from, Erica? I was getting to say that. 100. Psalms 100. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Very good, Erica. Amen. I celebrate God every time I hear Erica read. I just, it amazes me. Because whenever you want to get something done, you put time in it, you work on it. And if you all remember, when we first met her, we didn't get that. Which tells me that she's invested in becoming the better her. And she deserves all that. So I, I do applaud you. I applaud you down there running that resource study. You don't know how many compliments I get. There's this lady. So you're doing a, a fantastic job and people are letting letting us know. They're talking about what you're doing. So I, I just applaud you and continue to just push forward. You're awesome. Um, before we go Amen. forward, is there any testimony anybody want to share? Anybody got something they want to talk about? Well, piggyback on what you was talking about, I thank God first. I thank God for waking me up this morning. I may not be feeling my best right now. I ain't going into details if somebody knows, but I'm here today. I'm grateful, and I'm glad that I am about to find out what's really going on. I've been dealing with this since I was 13 years old, and now it's finally time for me to go get checked out, find out what's going on so this can stop. But I thank God for his loving, his kindness, his mercy, for the people that is around me. I thank God for my best friend. I tell her every single time, I don't know how much I can keep telling her, but I thank God for (laughs) God to place me in her life. And by you saying I'm growing, yes, I am growing because I was just reminded that if someone tried to get me mad, that Nicole can stay in the bag because Nicole ain't going to come out no more. Because if she come out, it's going to be a problem. And I don't want that. So I told God to please, whatever you do, I need you to take that away because I'm not trying to be like that person anymore. So I thank God for him who changing me a totally, totally around and continue to change me around. Getting ready to get my place. I'm happy about that. I'm still praying about that because I know next year I will get that call and say, come down, sign these papers so I can give you your voucher and you can start looking for a place. Actually, I've already been looking, but I haven't called no one yet to see a place yet. But I believe God that he's going to do it. I believe God that my mother is going to walk. My grandma is going to feel better. I thought we just had death in the family. I know he's in a better place. I know because he don't have to suffer no more. Amen. Anybody Amen. else? Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Well, let's pray. Father God, Lord, I thank you today because you're just off the chain. Off the chain, Father. I thank you for pouring out and regenerating to where blessings chase after us. <laughs> Father, I thank you for your favor. I thank you for every person that's on the line. Most of all, God, this week, I thank you for saving Rashawn's life. Father, I pray that when he comes out of this coma, 
when he comes off the respirator, God, that he's in better health than he has ever been. I thank you for that. I thank you for healing those, Father, who have been suffering due to COVID or whatever else. Father, I thank you for unspoken illnesses and God, you showed your favor in it. And then God, as we go into your word, Father, I pray that it like just shakes up something on the inside, Lord Jesus, where we want to take that word and share it with someone else. You speak, God. You teach, God. That's what we want from you more than ever, 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 that we live your word and not just talk about it, that we be your word and not just be around it. Father, I pray that you bless Shabbat International Ministries like never before. Give them an ultimate blessing. Father, and I thank you for what's going to happen with Erica because next year is just a few months away. She don't even know how she spoke her destiny into play. As we go into the word, God, we do it only for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I woke, amen. Up, I woke up this morning and I, I thought about all of the different phone calls, all of the little uh, quick messages uh, that you all have thrown at me. I get it. I've been, I've been up on it. I've been there. Um, but the Lord put this in my spirit to ask you all, how many of us have a lot to do? How many of us have a lot of work to do? And when I look around my home, just my home alone is a lot of work to do. Um, I know Antonio has a lot of work to do, trying to get his shop up. I've heard Laquita said, I have a lot of work to do at my house. Um, we all have lots to do, don't we? Yes. Amen. Can I think of that? And I, I thank God for, for, for Pastor Mahone because I can delegate to him. And in delegating someone to be in your corner, you have to trust and know that they'll do a fantastic job. And with Pastor Mahone, I can step back and don't worry about a thing. I could fly over to Africa somewhere. And I know and trust without a shadow of a doubt, even with every penny that sits in the bank, I can trust Pastor Mahone to get the job done. It's a sense of delegation. And believe it or not, God has a word that deals with that. Just like Moses, Moses had a lot to do. Not only did God send Aaron, but there was also a word that God sent to Moses for situations just like this. And sometimes we have to put ourselves in a position to receive the blessing that comes from having someone you can depend on. I know that if I were to leave and go to Japan tomorrow and I say, Laquita, I need, I need a, a house drywalled. I can trust without a shadow of a doubt. When I get back here, it's going to be drywalled and it's not just going to be thrown up there. She's going to drywall it right. It's delegating. What, do, what, is, what does delegation mean? What does that mean to you all? Delegate means, dele, delegate means to uh, assign someone to do a job that you wanted them to do 
that was probably something that you should have done. <laughs> what else? What is delegate? Uh -oh. What else? What does it mean to be able to delegate? What is delegate? Pass on the responsibility to someone else. Pass on the responsibility. Mm -hmm. Erica, what is what is delegate? Take the load off of somebody's hands. Take the load off. Very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. Now, the next question is, why don't people delegate? Hmm. How come people don't delegate? Because they're afraid that the job... They're because afraid they the job won't be done. They're afraid the job won't be done as well as they would do it. Okay. That's good. Or because they don't want. Overseer? Yeah. Did you want to speak on delegate? Um, not at this time. I, I haven't come across my mind too much. Okay. So I don't, I don't really don't have anything to tell it right now. Okay. What does it mean to delegate? Maybe because they don't want to, they don't want to take the responsibility. They don't want to take mm -hmm. the responsibility. Explain that. They don't want to. They you want them to debt. Why you say it? Delegate. Delegate. Allocate. Delegate. Mm -hmm. They don't want to take the responsibility of the job. So you say some people delegate because they don't want to do the job. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why don't why people or don't get, to set go ahead, Pastor Mom. Oh, to set aside a particular job for a particular person to do that job. In other words, you feel that that person can do that job, so you delegate that job to a certain person. So you have to you be feel able to they have the qualification. Right. You see something in them. Carla, why don't people delegate? Well, I can't think of any other reasons outside of what's already been said. Yeah, LaShawn. Um, what causes people time is power? Delegate? Sometimes it's power. Sometimes people don't want to let go of the, the power of, of doing things. Yeah. So some people desire power. Laquita, how come people don't delegate? Some people don't delegate because they know the particular person and they probably feel very strongly that it won't get done or it won't be done right, correctly, or they just may not want to be called upon. Mm -hmm. Antonio, how come people don't delegate? Uh, selfishness. Mm. Because if I because if I distribute if I distribute um, authority or, or power to do something, and they do it better than I do. <laughs> or, <laughs> or they do it. Where, where they're getting a lot of accolades because of it, what ends up happening is I feel like all those accolades should, should have been mine. Right. Wow. 
So what I'm hearing is wow. from everybody that people don't delegate because one, they want things to be done the right way. Um, something else I heard, it, we want it, we want it to be a hundred percent done, right? And we're afraid that if we don't do it, then it's not going to be done right. Um, maybe they don't believe uh, or have faith in the person. I heard that. They don't have in the, pay, uh -huh. the faith in the person to do it because of maybe something they've seen or something they've heard. And so they don't delegate to them. They don't delegate because they don't trust the people that they're assigning to, right? Antonio said they don't delegate because they want to be seen. They want to be the big boss. They want authority. Okay. Um, LaShawn, what did LaShawn say? Power. Yeah, they want to have power. They want to be in control. And so they don't delegate. Okay. And today we're going to visit a passage of scripture where God deals with just that thought. Delegating. Delegating and sharing what? I thought about that. I, said, I thought about everybody here on today. And I said, you know, if, if Antonio's shop was up and running and he went on a road trip again, I think he could trust me enough to delegate me to be at his appointments and to make sure that those folks here got done because he know if I said I'm going to do it, they're here going to be done right. And he knows that I'm going to be there. He does that because he knows me, he trusts me, and he feels free enough to go and do what he has to do. Right? Just like mm -hmm. Moses. Moses, God gave delegated Moses and gave him authority to make sure that a vision took place. Right? And he did that because one, he trusted Moses. Even though Moses didn't see he had the ability to do so, which also tells you that in his position, he had a humble disposition. God, I can't do this. I can't even speak right. But he says, I delegate you. Why? Because there was something on the inside of Moses that God saw. And there was something about Moses that God, that God knew that if he told him to do something, that it was going to get done. When you're delegating or when you're assigning to someone to something that is precious to you, there has to be that connection in knowing that the job will get done and the job will get right, done right. Other than that, they're probably uh, will question whether or not to call you on the job, to call you to do it, right? Let's turn our Bibles to, I think it's Exodus 18. I just wrote down 18. Let me make sure I'm taking you all to the right place because I don't even know. Yeah, it is Exodus 18. Go on, Dr. Cop. Go to Exodus 18. And we're going to jump down to the 17th verse. Does anybody want to read it? Mm-hmm. I have it. Moses, father-in-law sent to him what are you what are you doing what you are doing is not good you and the people with you will 
controlling controlling where where yourselves out okay stop right there or stop right there let's go back moses had sent his two boys and his wife to live with his father-in-law whose name was jethro let me just tell you the story jethro after some time came back to moses and said hey I need to talk to you. I've been paying attention and I need to talk to you. What you're doing and everything you're doing is not good. Okay. So Moses' father-in-law said, what you're doing is not good. Okay. He says, you and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. He was saying, Moses, you are, are, are sitting as judge. He watched him. Uh, have all the people from daylight in the morning to the evening come to him and he's sitting there and he's judging all of these people and going over all of their situations and telling who's wrong and who's right. He had a big job. We all have big jobs. And he's telling what is that? And what he's saying to them is you're taking on a task that's humongous. You know, you want to get a jacket out. And you're not taking I'm on the job. He's saying that you're working too hard. Okay, that's what he said to Moses. He says, what are you doing? It's not good. He said, you and these people who come to you will only wear yourself out. You're sitting there and you're judging them all day long. You're tired. And they keep coming to you and they keep coming to you and they're going to keep coming to you. Okay. Pastor Carol, you're doing the Christmas, you're doing the babies, you're doing this, you're doing that, you're doing this, you're doing that. If you don't slow down, they're going to wear you out. Okay. That's bringing it back to reality. He said, you and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it all alone. In other words, he's bringing the, the idea of one church, uh, the idea of working together back into one place. When you're working for the Lord, it can become taxing. But even God showed us, Jesus showed us in great examples when he pulled all the disciples together and left and assigned them he, he, he assigned them to continue the work. He's saying to Moses, you've got a lot of work on your hands and the way that you are doing it, and he's speaking from what the Lord is giving you. It's time to spread it to get more done. In other words, if we spread the idea or spread the willingness to work together or, or be trusting enough to work together, we could have had two resources with just me saying yes on the phone. But that could not happen because we still have not come together totally as one so that pastor could feel uh, comfortable enough to distribute the work. We're not there yet. So pastor had to say, no, we're not there yet because I need a uh, uh, enough people to say yes 
show up on time and do things the right way so that we could continue forth and be uh, productive in what we're doing. Making sense? So yeah, the, yeah. the father-in-law was saying to Moses that the work is too heavy and you can't do the work all by yourself. And then he says, listen now. He's telling him, listen now. In other words, pay attention to what I'm getting ready to tell you because what I'm going to tell you is going to bless you. And there's no doubt that he was a man of God because it, he alludes to in scripture, and we're going to go over that, back to God over everything that he said. Okay? So he said, the work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice, and may God be with you. I'm going to tell you some advice, and may God be with you. I'm blessing you from the words that you're giving me through the power of God. And this is what God had given me a long time ago. Pastor, all of the work don't belong to you. I heard someone else say you would be selfish. Someone else say that you want to be in control. Pastor had no problem delegating to Pastor Mahone because Pastor Mahone has shown good faith. Pastor Mahone has been entrusting. Pastor Mahone is a great leader. Pastor Mahone can teach a lesson. Pastor Mahone can preach a lesson. And so the father-in-law was basically saying to Moses, look at what you got and pick out what you trust. Pick out who you know can make the job happen. I know some people don't delegate because it's just faster to just do it myself. It's faster to do it myself because I can't trust it's going to get done right. I heard that too. And so it's easier for you to overwhelm yourself and it shouldn't have to be that way. There's two sides of the totem Either you're on the yeah. side that is worthy of delegation or you're on the side that is not. Ask yourself, can I get this job done and can I get this job done right? Okay, open door for, for a comment right now. Open door for a question before we go forward. All right. It takes a lot to do that, though. So it's, it, it, all that sounds good, but when you're used to having it done a certain way, sometimes you be like, ah, it, it, like you said, it's just easier for me to do it myself. Mm -hmm. But like for the, you mentioned the shop, but like I had a vision on how the shop was, but I also needed to be obedient. So I was like, well, if I'd have stuck with my vision, it'd have been all black and gray. Exactly. Homegirl Carly, the the the. The, the tattoo artist, when you're dealing with art, with like people from an art, artistic standpoint, I gave her some perimeters and just let her do her thing. That comes with trust. There you go. What kills me, even for myself, is that we say that we, we love the Lord and he's, he's omni everything. He's all doing, all seeing, all, he's just super, he's the guy, he does it all. But you don't trust him enough for the small stuff, like to pay a bill. I mean, or you don't want to trust the process. So once we get more into trusting God, 
we can allow because we I was reason I was late because I was cutting Pastor Benson's uh beard. But we were talking about just just trusting. You don't necessarily have to trust that the person's gonna do it, but you can trust that God ain't is gonna make sure that it's done right. You know what I mean, I can't God, look, I'm gonna put this in your hands. I need to delegate some of this. You saw me through it so far. God, guide that person's hand that he can do the job that you want him to do for for, for my for my endeavor. Mm, that's interesting. Somebody else have a comment on that? Mm. Let's pure example. Let's throw this out on the on the floor. I need someone to come and clean uh, Antonio's shop. Um, there's willing workers That's at Home Depot. Home. There's a willing, there are willing workers at Home Depot. Uh, one of the home ones, one is pushing a basket because he lives on the street and he's got all of his stuff in there. The question is that Antonio, and he's dirty, filthy. You can smell the pee on him. Is Antonio willing to hire him to come clean his place and trust in God enough where he's going to do it right? What is your thoughts on that? If Pastor, if you recommend him, I think Antonio should 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 uh, uh, take heed to the fact that you recommended him and allow him to do it. Mm -hmm. Antonio. What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, you just said you can just trust God that he's going to do it right. You on mute. Take yourself off mute. You said just assign anybody and just trust God going to do it right. Isn't that what you said? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to, though. And I, I can't, I, I can only tell you, like, I, I'm making references back to the shop. Okay. I'm gonna listen to God. This is the direction I need to go. And then if I see somebody that can do it, there was a young lady that's up here cleaning the shop right now. That's why I shook my head. That's, that's the trick word. I know. That's the, wait, that's huh? the trick I word know. right there. You said somebody that can do the job. You don't know this person. Ain't never seen him before and they oh, look dirty, on. but you hold expect on. them to sanitize hold your on. house. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> the shop, the shop. There was a lady that was up here walking from, coming from the liquor store. <laughs> she came by a couple of times. So I really just, I said, well, do, you, do you have, you know, have some work? What you, I mean, what's going on? She said, well, look, I, can I help you? You need any help with anything? Now, I know her past. I know her past. And it was sketchy, to say the least. <laughs> okay? But I was like, well, look, you, you showed some interest. Come on in and clean. Now, I had to it went like two or three weeks. She did an awesome job. Two or three weeks. And then I finally saw my cousin and they, they know her like right now. And she, I said, she's solid. Yeah, she's solid. And it's been cool ever since. Sometimes you gotta just step out there. Now, two, three years ago, never would have happened. Ever. But I had to, I had to trust that I was doing the right thing. She said she 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 showed an interest that she was that she wanted to be part of what I was doing here. And quite frankly, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now 
where well, the I, shop is if it wasn't for her. All right. But I had to. And I'm telling you, she looks sketchy at the time. Do I understand the point that you're making? Yes, I do. But I, I just got through doing that three and a half months ago. Right. All right. The scriptures that we're dealing with is going to answer that question. We just, we just haven't gotten That's that far. Let's take it in another scenario. I'm getting ready to give a revival. But all of a sudden, someone fell sick in Texas, and I got to hop on the plane. There's somebody standing down there on the corner with a sign saying, Jesus is Lord. Am I going to invite him to the revival and say, I want you to be the main speaker? Woo. No, you're going to call Pastor Mahone. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I going to call Pastor Mahone? Because you have experience with him and you know that he's going to get it done or get somebody to do it. Uh-huh. What other reasons? <laughs> you know it. Come on now. <laughs> Let's keep going. This, this mm. I love this passage of scripture because it deals with that. Pastor Mahone, you have something to say before I start? I was just listening to all the scenarios you threw out there and I got another one to throw into the ring, <laughs> which is similar to what you're saying, but it was the opposite outcome. I was the manager at the airport and there was a guy that would come around all the time collecting. You remember back in the day, they collected carts. Uh -huh. And everyone you push back into the machine, you got a quarter. Do that so there was thousands of carts out there every day that he would just push in the machine and he was making good quarters. So he kept coming to me asking for a job. He told me how he used to be a janitor. He could do this machine, that machine. And so he bothered me enough that I said, I'll give him a chance. And he came to work. And he worked for two weeks straight. And he was good at what he did. But the man had a drinking problem. Oh, no. And for two weeks, he worked. But then payday came. How do you think he came to work Monday? Oh, my goodness. He reeked of alcohol. He uh -huh. was reeking. He was reeking like a, he was reeking like a Puerto Rican. <laughs> and, and so I pulled Be him careful. to the side and I says, I'm going to have to send you home because you really smelled like, you know, you was still, you know, drunk. And so I sent him home and I told him, I says, OK, I'm giving you this chance because you can't be in here like that. You know, the people can smell you. You could have an accident. He was a good worker and everything, but he had a drinking problem. So the, the shorter story is I had to cut him loose. Now, was that a good thing or a bad thing? To be honest, yes, it was a good thing. But then again, it was a bad thing because, one, it's not professional to come to work intoxicated. <laughs> Look at that long word to you. Go on, baby. <laughs> because Juan, you work, you you just you you ask somebody, you ask somebody to can I work 
I don't know if you signed papers or not and you did a background check on him, but it's not good for business. It's not good for business at all. Okay, I see LaShawn's hand up. Mind, oh. But now yes, in his um, mind, he drank Saturday uh -oh. and Sunday. He didn't drink Monday. So in his mind, he was He's okay. Yeah. good to work. Cause I ain't had no drink this morning. I drank over the weekend, and yet. So, how do you deal with that situation? I see was he right or was up. I wrong? Oh, uh, I, I, well, we're gonna go with the alcoholic situation. Um, I guess you make the right decision at the time, but. I have uh, family members and friends that I know that have those problems and sometimes I have to call on them, but I have to call on them when they sober. And I only call on them when God tells me to call on them because there's always a who or a why for that situation. There's always a reason why. <laughs> Let's continue. Verse number 19, it says, listen now to me. And I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes, their problems to him. So first of all, before any delegation takes place, in other words, you have to make sure that you're rooted and tooted. Make sure that you're still representing God. He's telling Moses, Look, you're judging all these people. You're sitting out and there's this long line of people and you're doing it from sunup to sundown. He said, and you tired, but I'm going to give you some advice. May God be with you. And the advice that I'm going to give you is to, first of all, make sure that God stays the head of your life. That's pretty much what he's saying, that God is on the forefront and that God is leading you. Without God leading you, you cannot delegate nobody. Sometimes we lead ourselves and then try to delegate someone and get the wrong thing. Do we spend time to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you before you to ask you, am I delegating the right person to do the right thing? Okay. So it says, listen now to me and I will give you some advice and may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. Number 20, teach them. In other words, the, the, their inability many times to where you cannot assign them to do anything may be a lack to your teaching what your expectation is. That's what I'm talking about. Sometimes the inability to assign someone to do something where you can delegate them is a lack of your own responsibility of teaching them what you want. Now, there's a difference if you teach them and they just do whatever they want. But sometimes it can be a lack of self. I don't need you to come. I'm going to make sure that you don't do drugs. I want to make sure that when you come here, you're not drunk. When I get back here, I want to make sure that all of this is cleaned up. You know, maybe I ought to do an alcohol test. I mean, whatever it is, when you delegate, it comes uh, with a sense of uh, responsibility. Mm -hmm. When you 
When you delegate someone, they have to be responsible enough to fulfill the task. And you need to make sure of that. Sometimes it's the one that's in leadership. You have to make sure that you're teaching them exactly what you want them to do when you delegate. Sometimes we lack that. Okay. Sometimes we do it and then we choose the wrong one. It goes both ways. Some people just unteachable. Some people listen the first time and get it. Any comments? I'm looking at all you all's faces. It's like, hmm. Okay. Well, I want to say in past What you saying, Pastor? I want to go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor Mo. Oh, Pastor, what you're saying, it just makes sense because a lot of times if you delegate somebody to do something, you personally should make sure that person is capable of doing the job. And you've got to personally have faith that that person can and will do the job. That's good. Fred? Okay, now, I, yeah, I just want to mention that in, in Pastor, Pastor Mahone's statement, if I had a guy who came to work and he was reeking and he told me that he hadn't had a drink that day, that he only drinks on, on uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't drink during the regular week, I would see what I could try to do to help him with his alcoholic problem. And also I would tell him that it was necessary for him not to be reeking. So he's got to take a shower and he's got to get that stuff out of his system. And I would give him an opportunity, one more chance to prove that he could get that out of his system, take a shower, some double mint gum <laughs> and, and see if I can get him to function if he's a, if he's a good employer. Amen. So that agrees with verse 20 that says, teach them. You're teaching them. You're mm -hmm. having mercy. That's a mercy call. Now let's sit here. It says, teach them his decrees and instructions. And this is the part that I really like. It's just, and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. When you're uh, handing something over to someone, it is a great a responsibility to teach them not only what you want, but teach them how they're supposed to act and how they're supposed to live. And if they can't fit in that status quo, then you can't delegate nothing to them. Some people just go in there and run them up. Mm -hmm. Amen. And he's giving them wise advice from a godly perspective. Let's keep going. It says, but select, hear this clearly, underline it, but select capable men from all the people, men who mm -hmm. fear God, who are trustworthy, Hallelujah. trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. Let's read that again. But select capable, I'll bring it to our, to where we understand it. When you select people, find people who are capable of doing the work and people who are trustworthy and people who are honest. In other words, you can't put 
someone over counting the offering and putting the money in the bank and taking it out if they just got out of prison for burglary and stealing and embezzlement. Yeah, that's not that's not a good idea. Exactly. You have to pick people who are trustworthy, who are people who are honest, people who may fear God. Do you know Jesus? If they don't know Jesus, guess what's coming up in there? You're going to get everything that, that Satan offers. You better not walk away, have some folks in there cleaning your shop and they out there buying drugs on the corner. You don't want to do that because they're going to come in here. You ain't going to have no shop. You have a sink. You won't even have a water heater when you get back. These people have to be trustworthy. You have to be able to see something in them. People who are responsible. He's giving him a, a good word. You've got to be able to see something in them. And you can take, and that doesn't mean that they have to be holier than thou. I'm not saying that either. Because there are some people who are on the street that whose hearts love Jesus and their personality respects everything that comes from that way. He's telling him, find people who are honest, people who are capable, people who are trustworthy. This is not me speaking. Well, what I hear is, word. go ahead. So what I hear is it ain't, the people, it's the person that's delegating that has the most responsibility, right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. God, God holds you all, whoever's doing their delegation, responsible for what you get. Because what? He's trusting you with people's soul. Remember the father told him to make sure that you're following Jesus. He's responsible sure. for how they behave. If you don't teach them how they behave, if you don't uh, tell them what they're doing wrong or doing right, if you don't teach them, we're held responsible. Mm -hmm. God will hold, let me tell you this, God will hold me responsible if I allowed Pastor Mahone, who I knew just got out of prison, and all he did was rape kids to be over the children's department. Woo! Are you hearing me? I'm helping. I hear you. It's my job to teach word. It's my job through the eyes of God to watch word in uh, action in his life. Mm -hmm. I have to be able to trust him and know that no matter what, he has been delivered and set free before I place him over anything. Other than that, God holds me responsible for what I put there. What I do who, and who I delegate to. We are known by the fruit we bear. If our fruit comes from a dishonest place, if our fruit comes from a place that's in love with Satan, because you can't love Satan and God, then I have to look at you and say, hey, I can't delegate you to leave nothing. Because you're, you're not honest yet. I have to teach you to be honest. God is putting that on you. I have to show you Jesus and me to where you want to change your life to where you can leave. Does that make it any sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Okay. It's like the shepherd hiring a wolf to watch <laughs> the sheep. <laughs> That's scurry. That's scurry. Okay, so number 21, 21 says, but select 
capable people from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, fifties and tens. In other words, award them for who they are. Award them for who they've become and allow them to take some of the, the work off your back because they fit in those places. We look through the discerning eyes and remember he said, follow God. God will show you those who are capable of, of taking over and making it happen and make it happen right. Right? Yes, ma'am. In the word appoint, that means you're able to put it in Pastor Mahone's hands and Pastor Carol can go to Africa and help them get water. And, and I don't have to worry about a thing. I'm not rolling over in my hotel bed wondering if Erica's being confused or Carla's being confused. I can trust him. Delegate. Number 22. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring very difficult cases to you. You hear that? He said, give others responsibility that you trust. And then if it gets to the point where it's just too difficult, then have them come to you. But if you chose them correctly, then it makes your caseload easy. Hear that? If you, if you chose them correctly, then it makes your caseload easy. The one thing that you don't want to do is be able to delegate something to fulfill the purpose God gave you. And you've got to keep going back and forth and trying to get it right. You got to go do it yourself and you got to take from where you are and come back. That's too much. But it is under God's instruction that we do allow others. Allow them. Have you met pastors where they're the only ones that preach and they have these ministers at their church for thousands of years and all they do is sit there? Hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're not oh, allowing yeah. them. They're not allowing them because I don't want nobody to take over what I had. I think Antonio said that earlier. They might outshine me. They might do better. <laughs> you know, all of those things. God has called us to oh. teach and let go. Teach, let go, create, create leaders. I hear you. Go ahead and say it. I'm sorry, Fred. If I was a pastor, if I was a pastor, I would want 10 of those. See? I would you want, want 10 what? Pastors. I would want 10 pastors who could preach better than me. See? Oh, okay. I didn't hear you. Because Thank what you. that shows is that you were a great teacher in the first place. Hello. Mm -hmm. You want to teach people to do it better than you. Ma'am. Okay. But pastor, couldn't that be a two-edged sword? I don't know. Explain it. Because maybe that pastor sees something in the people that don't allow them to put nobody else up. You mean they are... You understand... They don't want to hear nobody but him. Is that what you're saying? No, no. That 
he sees something in the people that want to be put up or or under him that lets him know that he shouldn't put them up. Maybe he sees something that's not right in all them. Hello. Or, yeah, but maybe maybe he's selecting incorrectly. I didn't understand you. I hear you. Maybe that has to do with his uh, selection then. Yeah. So. And again, that goes back to what God has already told us. We got to be able to see what we're dealing with and make sure that mm -hmm. we are teaching and leading correctly. Make sure that they can do the job. I'll be doggone if somebody going to come in my shop and press somebody's hair out. And I didn't teach them. Man, you are going to have all kind of burnt hair. I got to see that you can press hair and I can see that you can not over oil hair. I need to see that that hair going to fly when you walk. I need to see that before I assign you there and get, then get a lawsuit. Okay, mm -hmm. Pastor, my, my comment, Pastor Mahone, my comment on that statement is that is that if you have a, a, a series of assistant pastors there, you're absolutely right. You already uh, know by your experience and uh, time you've been on the planet, that some of them are just not going to be capable of doing the job you need them to do, but not all of them. If you're teaching and if you're teaching and preaching, eventually one one or two of them are going to be able to do that job. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. It never was going to be a thing where everybody could do it, Pastor. And but then one or two of them could do that. Yeah, and then when they get to there, you birth them to go to another place, and now they have another ministry, and that's more people being led. And then you train. Now you're a bishop. Now you're a bishop. You're not a pastor anymore. You've got a whole team of pastors out there. See? Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go to 22 and keep on going. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times. Let them lead a little bit. But have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases, they can decide themselves. Then he listen here. It says, this will make your load lighter because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. So there's two ways to look at that. The first question is, are you someone who can be appointed to delegate somewhere? And if you are, then make it be known. If you are not, then there has to be some work. You have to place yourself in a position where you are willing to learn more according to the one that teaches or those who teaches so that you can be uh, selected. It's like being selected on a baseball team. You have shown that you can hit the ball and you can run around them bases. So next time it's time to start picking team members, you're going to get picked. But if they ain't never seen you hit a ball, they ain't never seen you run a base, they ain't never seen you strike nobody out, you won't get selected on the team. You're just going to be standing there being the water boy or the water girl. So there's two ways. Making yourself uh, someone who can be delegated. That's one way to look at it. And being a who, person who delegates and follow the instructions of God on how you choose those. And then the, it ends in saying that all the people will go home satisfied. 
we'll have a happy team of peace. We'll be productive. Mm -hmm. We'll be moving forward. At this point, I open it up for questions and comments, thoughts and ideas. So it looks like a, a lot of times, Pastor, that we're, it's more like a proving ground. If a person really wants to do something, they're going to put that effort in to gain your trust. Hallelujah. To show that they're um, capable of handling a situation. So often that there's a, uh, a saying that says your gifts will make room for you. That if you got that gift that you want to do that thing, you're going to let your light shine. Hallelujah. And that shining light is going to be reflected in the person that delegates eyes. And they're not going to have a problem delegating something to you because you've proven yourself. You've shown that you're able to do something, that you're capable, that you're trustworthy that this is not too much for me to handle. And you prove yourself. Right. And, and keep in mind, this is not just for me as pastor. God has called us all to lead in our own places. And it's important that we understand what our position is and what it takes, or it's going to be a hot mess. Mm-hmm. It's real important. This even applies. This even applies for leading your home. Yeah, yeah. You have to be able to know what delegation means, and 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 being able to walk in there effectively, so that we can be the peacemakers, and so that people can go home uh, satisfied and and not argumentative or whatever the case may be. Um, Lashawn's hand is up. Yes, ma'am. Um. Pastor Mahone, um, I think you, I, yeah, I think you. It was a couple of Sundays ago, and you mentioned something about you, you, you can't go out to a bar with someone one on Saturday, and then ask them to go to church on Sunday. Did, did you not mm -hmm. make that statement? Yes. Okay, I, I got a little confused with that because um, I I met someone in a bar that's on this line. So I'm not really understanding what you're saying. What I meant was that sometime we put on a persona on Sunday that we're one way when in reality, we're not that way. In other words, don't pretend you're one thing on Sunday, but during the whole week, you're a whole nother person. Because well, I met this person on a Saturday. See. I met this person on a Saturday or a Friday. I think the only person that you met at a bar was me, and that was about thirty-five years ago. And I can tell you, I knew nothing about no Jesus, nothing about no Jesus. Mm -hmm. All I knew was to sing on stage at the club, and that's all. That, unless there's somebody else you met, but that's the only thing I knew. No, so that no, really no, does actually, maybe I'm. I know you have a lot of uh, scenarios to keep in your head, but actually it was 20 years ago. Well, a little bit more than 20 years ago my, before my mother passed away. 
-hmm. It was at backstage. Mm -hmm. He was doing karaoke with uh, Hassan and Ahmad. Mm -hmm. And I was cooking in the kitchen. And I was not saved. So I'm trying to figure out how singing. that match with delegation right now. I'm trying to understand your point. Oh, because they were because they were talking about person being alcoholic and what what I'm saying is sometimes it's the scenario may not be right, but the purpose is there to meet for people to meet. Sometimes the, the situation is not always perfect, but there's always a purpose. That's what I'm right. trying to and say. And that's a great point, but I'm still trying to well, understand not even... what it has to do with delegation. I want to understand what you're saying. Um, I got the job mm -hmm. because it was delegated to me and amongst of a whole lot of people that wanted the job. That mm -hmm. they, they thought they could do the job, but God placed me there at a particular time where I did the job of three people. Because when I was working with these other people, it was three people. When they left, it was just me. I got delegated the job because I was in the right place at the right time. Not that, that I was the perfect fit for that job. There was people in there that could cook three or four times more than me. But it was because of purpose. It was because of your purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's still two scenarios because the scenario that I was bringing up is you can't get up on Sunday morning one way when you went to bed Saturday another way mm -hmm. because your purpose was not to go to that bar to, to um, bring someone to church. Your purpose was to go to that bar for what you wanted or what you had to do. But you, you're, I'm, in other words, you can't be one that goes out and parties and then Sunday morning you get up another way and act, like, act another way when in reality you're not the way that you're pers 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 persuading yourself to be. Well, can I chime in on this? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Pastor Mahomes made that statement about a guy we knew from his childhood, and he saw Pastor Mahone, and he saw that Pastor Mahone's light was shining. And he offered him a drink, and Pastor Mahone says, I don't do that, I don't do that anymore. Okay, my thought is that Pastor Mahone could have had one drink with him, but Pastor Mahone would have had to let him know, I don't get drunk anymore, mm -hmm. okay? So I'm not. So it's not. It's not wrong to drink. It's just wrong to want to be a pastor and be a drunkard. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think that's the point that Pastor Car uh, Pastor Mahone was trying to make. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you can't be a pastor and be an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, for some people, some people drinking is uh, a little bit of alcohol. It says in the Bible is supposedly a good thing. I don't do it, but <laughs> it says supposedly a good thing. But right. the point being is that it's all about not being a drunkard. I don't think we want any drunk. We don't want any uh, uh, alcoholic pastors. At least I don't want to follow one of those guys mm -hmm. or women. Okay, Lashawn's hand is up. Oh, I'm sorry. I never took it down. But actually, so 
in this in this meeting with Dr. Carroll, she she asked me to be a part of a uh, of uh, the the club for the young people. That's all I was saying. It's just for me. It's just it's just the situation and the timing. I I can't judge people for where I see them at. I have to let God tell me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I understand what you guys are saying though. I'm trying to learn. And it's true, we all are where we are because this is where God has placed us at the time. Yeah. And we don't know the outcome of our meeting because I've met people and wow, years later, it's a whole nother person. But at the time God placed him in my life at that time for a purpose. And we don't know what that purpose is. But if God placed somebody in your life, at that time, you don't know what's going to happen later on in life. What you met someone today, they may be an alcoholic. The next time you meet them, you go to say hi, and they're a pastor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now they know you, so they can invite you to church. They can invite you to God. But that purpose of you two meeting was that later on in life, God's purpose could have been fulfilled. So it's not saying it's a bad thing, but like you said, Sister LaShawn, God's purpose, we don't know the purpose, but there is a purpose that God puts someone in your life. No matter when that time is, it's to serve God's purpose. Amen. Just like how much. Just like how Mercy said, he said that that lady, back in the day, she wouldn't have been a person who he would have wanted to come clean the shop. <laughs> but later on, she got her. She, she would have cleaned it out, all right. <laughs> well, I'm saying, but she got her life together, and now she's yeah. an asset as opposed to yeah. being a liability. So people, people change, and God changed people's hearts. That's the main point. Over here, I'm gonna bring you in in a second. I remember Overseer telling a story about this lady used to come by the church and she would cuss and she would do anything known to man. And he would still show her love. And the next thing you know, that lady came in that church. Overseer, you tell us about it. You remember the one that used to come by the church? Yes, that's her.
she knew I was the pastor of the church across the street. And she came in the church several times. And I told her, uh, as long as you, you know, respect the church and don't go off like you do, you could always come to church. So uh, a couple of times I had to take her out of the church. <laughs> I, I would never stand her from the church. So she would come in and sit out. And so what happened is uh, the po- she, she was arrested by the police. And they, they cleaned her up, you know, took over one of those houses and cleaned her up and everything. And uh, when she came back, I didn't even recognize her. She had, and, 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 and she said, she, 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 she said, when the hell is it you? I said, yes, yeah. I said, who are you? She said, I'm Beverly. I said, wow, you don't look like Beverly. She <laughs> said, I got saved. I said, you what? And, and she said, I got saved. While she was in that, whatever they put her in, she got saved. And she had, uh, she didn't look like herself. You could see the countenance because she, she looked like a, a bum before. And, and so, uh, what I'm trying to get, get to is this. The Lord put her on my heart because nobody else would deal with her. And they would ask me, she said, what do you deal with Beverly? saints why somebody is put in our life amen everybody there still okay hello hello so the uh main objective for the word that god gave us today is two ways one delegate to make your uh workload easy second is make yourself delegatable um, so that people feel comfortable enough to delegate to you. Um, That's pretty much it, unless anybody else have a review. Well, the other thing you said is that if you are gonna be a delegator, you have to be a teacher also. Teacher, there you go. It's a question about your teaching abilities. And if you flip yeah, it, you know, I flip everything. It's a, it's a question on whether you're teachable. Anybody right. else? Anyone else? In the 24th verse, it says, so Moses heeded to the voice of his father-in-law yes. and did all that he had said. 
Amen. In other words, saints, God's going to put people in our lives. And we need to heed to the voice. If that person is following God and God is speaking to them, don't be too bullheaded to not listen to who God has put in charge, who God has put as your delegator. Don't be too stubborn not to listen. Because yeah. if they're in touch with God, come on. By you listening, you're in touch with God. Yes. In other words, you're all on the same what? Page. You're all on the same page. And this is when, as Pastor's stating, this is when unity begins to happen. Yes. And even in the same story, all the things that God had promised the people was theirs. In other words, saints, there's promises God has made that are ours that we're not going to get until we get in line with God. Hallelujah. The voice of God. There's places God wants to take the ministry. There's buildings that God's trying to give us that's ours that we won't get until we get in line is what pastor's saying that she's able to delegate things that she can't do at all. And the last time she was doing it all, she was put in a place of rest. (laughs) (laughs) And it is still coming time saints when God tell you, you're doing too much. You need a break, and you're going to take that break. So let's be, you know, good delegators and delegatees. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Delegators and delegatees. Yes. I might be wrong, but it sounds good. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Well, we're going to close off. I see um, Prophetess. Grant on, we did record the Bible study. Sorry you weren't able to get on earlier, but uh, the caseload is really, really getting to be huge. Um, Hi. And just Christmas alone, going from seven, we went from 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, and now we're at 14,000. That's a much, much, much bigger job. Um, We gotta need people that can step into a place to be delegated. And I'm just, my job is to teach and to prepare you to be there so that you can. And I believe that's what this lesson uh, was all about. Um, Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard where he has taken Shabbat. You guys have no idea. Just know that it's coming. And he placed us here to do a big job. That's it for today. Um, Mm -hmm. We're doing everything backwards today. So we're going to ask Carla to dismiss us in prayer. Oh, before we dismiss, Pastor. Yes, sir. I'm sorry. Um, It is the uh, end of the month, saints, and and we've been shallow on our obligations this month. So uh, we just got to do better. Amen. Amen. We do have obligations, and we're trying to get to a position where we can also help pastor up there. So we can't do that if we can't take care of down here. 
So I'm going to ask each and every one of you to please uh, just, uh, you know, do what you can that we can maintain what we have to do. Amen. Amen. Also, me, we, Pastor, can, we can Pastor. celebrate God because our obligation from the conference has been finalized completely. Uh, we've paid our debt. Thank, thank the Lord for that. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it's done. Uh, one more thing, Pastor Mahone. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so today's the 31st, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay, tomorrow's the first. So um, just a reminder, Pastor Carol has a birthday next month. So if we want to do anything or, I mean, not next, yeah, next month. It's November, right? Next November will be tomorrow. Your birthday's in December. So um, we want to be thinking about whatever we need to, whatever we want to do. We skip our church celebration. So <laughs> we need to uh, do something, please. Amen. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. That's it. All I have to say. I'm done. Amen. Okay. Um, Carla, you dismiss us. Okay. Sure. Dear kind Heavenly Father, thank you for all that blessings in the past and all the blessings that are to come. Thank you, dear Lord, for the lesson we had this morning. And dear Lord, help us to not only listen, but to understand. And upon our understanding, be able to implement what you want for us to do and the best thing that we can do and the best way that we can do it. Yes. Thank you, dear Lord. Amen. 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 What a wonderful prayer. Thank you. Amen. All right. I love y'all. See y'all. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody.